Hello, welcome to episode 4 of the Buskin Podcast with me, Donna. It's good to be back. Had a pretty long weekend up in Cork for a wedding, so got to do some editing actually on the episode 3 while I was up there, which was lovely, kind of first time sitting in coffee shops doing some work for the podcast, which was um, cool. I suppose you never see yourself doing that kind of work really when you're growing up, so it is lovely to be doing that kind of thing, even on a weekend. It's lovely to have the capability to sit in a lovely coffee shop and uh, do a bit of work. Anyway, some things to announce before we kick into the episode today. Live gig announcements. So just announced that I'm playing Whelan's on the 3rd of November, Thursday, 3rd of November. There's a lot of THs there for an Irish person now. Got through them okay. Thursday, the 3rd of November. I'm playing Little Whelan's. There's only 50 tickets, so when they're gone, they're gone. Don't come crying to me, spilt milk, all that kind of thing. Playing with my good friend Jane and Abe Suara. It's going to be a great night. We have loads of fun in store. Hopefully have some more special guests that will be joining me or Jane or Abe for a few songs. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, so Whelan's, the 3rd of November. It's a Thursday. We'd love to see some of you there. And as I said, there's only 50 tickets, so once they're gone, they're gone cannot wait real privilege to be playing Whelan's for the first time I played it in another project back in the day but like in terms of since I've started bringing out my own music I've uh, never had the opportunity to play in Whelan's so it is hallowed ground here in Ireland it's one of those I suppose maybe the equivalent of like Coco in London that's one that would be quite similar maybe the Roxy in LA it's those kind of venues, people, like everybody's played there. Ed Sheeran did one of his warm-up gigs there last year. All my heroes have played there, Glenn Hansard, the Coronas, and really looking forward to it. Hopefully this is the start of uh, I'm out doing gigs in Dublin and in Whelan's. Here's hoping. Anyway, that's the main announcement. I'm also opening for Niall McNamee in Cork on the 4th of November in Winthorpe Avenue. That's it. So it's a smaller room in Cypress Avenue. I'm really looking forward to that. I was supposed to uh, do a gig with Niall back Paddy's Weekend 2020 in London. It was in hometown roles. And obviously the whole pandemic hit and everything was shut down. So that London trip never actually materialised. And I'm yet to do a couple of gigs in London. So hopefully I can get those organised for next year. But yeah, anyway, the Whelan's gig is probably one of my last headline gigs for the year as I do have a baby on the way at the end of November so gotta take a couple weeks off there so yeah if you do want to see me play my stuff this is going to be I would say my last original gig for the year so hope you can make it okay so episode four we're diving into all things busking part two and today we're specifically talking about busking amps so I suppose this will definitely be more specific to musicians i don't know if any like street performers or like magician acts or circus acts listen to the podcast i'm assuming the majority of the people listening are just people who are fans of the music industry and then people that are buskers themselves or want to get into busking but i will say what i have seen with those acts even they have really upped the quality of the amplification they use so they do have the ability to gather big crowds and really kind of get the word out there about their show and about what they do. Even if you are like a circus act or a magic act, the information provided today 
should help in terms of what amplification you would use i would say you wouldn't have to spend maybe as much on a quality amplifier but who am i to know maybe you just want to invest in that and fair play if so i will dive into something that i think maybe comes before amplification and all because i've seen people even with like the smaller amps and they can do really well if they even i when i started using this approach started doing better on the street in terms of what you would make in a set and then in terms of interaction and just connecting with people and that was just how i set up in general i know in some places it's not possible to take up a massive amount of space like in some small towns and stuff you do need to be that kind of bystander act but i would say you know if you can't kind of set up in a way that you create this circle around yourself with your case and who you are on a sign and CDs or merch in front of you, I would say then set up horizontally against the wall. For example, when I play here in Nina, what I do is I will set up kind of outside one of the shops. I, like I can tell you, like there's one of the chemists that are, are really, really kind to us buskers. We set up there or there's a spot by Holland and Barrett and Nina. When I set up there, I set up horizontally. I have like, I'm here with my microphone, obviously. And then to my left is my case and my CDs and stuff with my big sign. And then to the right is my amp. And I might have my TikTok live set up to the right as well. In some places, it just isn't possible to set up and take up a big circle. You've got to set up horizontally. But I think the main thing to get across here is do set up in a way that probably draws attention to you. You do want to set up in a way that says, here I am, look at me, this is my shop. And I'd say the best change I made Christmas 2020 was I got a big, massive sign of my artwork that said Donna on the front of it and then had my Instagram handle, TikTok handle below. And you cannot miss it. Like wherever I put it, it's re it's so big. And it's probably, I think, the biggest change in me seeing results from my busking came when I got that. And I would put that in this big suitcase that I carry my amplifier around in. And then I would have my CDs in that suitcase as well. So you'd have like that out in front of me. And I usually hold it up with the trolley that I carry all my gear on. I usually kind of put the case against the trolley and flip it out. And then you'll see it if you go onto any of my videos um, on TikTok, the way I have it set up. I might even drop one in here if I can find one handy and don't have to download it and all that rigmarole. But think that was the biggest change i saw especially that christmas and in terms of interaction yeah I, I think that was the biggest change i saw like in me going from being someone no one listens to on the street to someone people would stop for was actually taking up space and then having it readily available of who i am having a piece of merch that i could sell which was a cd for me could be a t-shirt for you whatever that got people interested and I still had a street cube at the time which I'm going to dive into more in the next few minutes yeah I still had a street cube at the time mainly busking in Limerick I still was managing to gather crowds the same way anyone would do on Grafton Street or up in Galway so before maybe you look at investing I don't know anywhere up to a grand in one of the higher tiered amplifiers I would say look at how you're setting up on the street because I see it time and again a busker will just have started busking and they'll come out and they'll set up and they'll take up they'll be taking up as little space as they can and they'll have their case nearly lying on top of them and 
Right, I know what the worry is. You're worried that you're going to get robbed. I may as well say to you now, at some stage, if you're busking, you're going to get robbed. It's going to happen. If you are going to do it a couple of days a week in some of the major cities, you're you're going to encounter someone trying to take money out of your case. And yeah, it's not nice. It's It can ruin your buzz for the day. I, I've had it happen probably about six or seven times, but they never get much. You learn from it in terms of you become so much aware. Often someone in a crowd around you will tell you, hey, watch them. Like they're looking to iron up your case. I had that happen to me last week in Dublin. I did a really good set, like had a big crowd, you know, I had a couple notes in the case and I had about two or three lads to my left really eyeing it up and I had someone come up to me and say, hey, watch them, like they're they're talking about taking money out of your case. And often what I do there is I'll turn and I'll actually just play and look at them and sing and that will kind of freak them out and they go or I'll, you know, I'll stop in the middle and take whatever big money if there's any big money in the case i'll take it out but to be honest most of the time if you just acknowledge them they'll move on and if you get kind of hassle if someone comes up kind of going oh can i use your phone or stuff like that which you do get can i ring my boyfriend on my phone i just my phone just died and it's like no i'm starting to work can you leave me be you just off you go about your day i have things to do sorry that happens too. Literally, that happened to me on Monday. And someone come up and try to play that old phone trick. And I was like, no, sorry. See you later. Just give it no time of day. Don't get angry. Just be indifferent. And then just be like, oh. And I always find, really, when they start getting hostile, you just go, oh, will you leave me alone? Come on. Just be as chilled out and as uninterested as possible. And then start trying to talk to other people or whatever, anyone that's around you. There should be other buskers around you, definitely in Grafton Street or whatever, that you can kind of look for for support if it does get out of hand. But it's really rare. Like, I've never had it get out of hand for me up there anyway. Um, but yeah, this thing of setting up and keeping your case really close to you. I mean, people are shy. Like, you really have to realize that, that people are... For someone to come up and, and, and throw a tip into your case, it needs to be easy for them. They need to nearly not feel too seen. But, like, I mean, if you keep the case really close to you, they're going to be less inclined to come near you. The closer they get to you, the less comfortable they feel. So you need to make that as easy an approach as possible. And even what I do a lot of the time is I'll have my case with my sign and my CDs to the right of me, and I'll have a little tin to the left of me. And that's a trick you see in the States all the time. I'm sure you probably see it in the UK as well, but I picked it up in the States. The guys that do like the spray painting on the canvases. And there was one guy who was, he was probably the biggest act on the boardwalk in Ocean City. Yeah, he was probably the biggest act on the boardwalk in Ocean City. And he would have these big white buckets with a money box opening on the top of them. And he'd have four or five of them around him. So it just made, if people were watching and like he gathered crazy crowds, like the stuff he was doing was insane, spinning around the canvas. And I mean, he'd do one of these incredible portraits in about three or four minutes and he'd do a show maybe every 25 minutes to gather new crowds. Music playing in the background, really, really good. So it made, made it easy for people to tip him. And then those that wanted to buy a canvas, you know, they could come up and have that interaction, which is kind of a really good way to approach it. you got to make tipping really easy and then and then like where i have my cds in front of me people actually can come up and look and see oh 
he has these for sale or and they don't have to be on top of you to look at what you have that's what i'm trying to say i'm saying look at your setup maybe before you look at investing in a big amp a, a proper professional sign and where you place your case or your cases can do far more than investing a thousand euro in the best amp because i've seen people with the best amps not not do well it's rare it's rare someone will get to a stage where they're willing to invest they've usually got to a place with the beginner amp and then they're like right i want to make that next step and they've figured out you know how to advertise themselves and just yeah how to take up space and create that shop front on the street Dermot Kennedy talks about this Australian guy giving him that advice that like you need to be like a shop and you need to have the best equipment and you need to make it look as presentable as possible. You know, you take it seriously, then people will take you seriously. And I'm telling you that that was a game changer for me more than anything. Okay, so that's setup of your shop front, I guess, box stuff. Right, let's move on to the geeky part of the podcast, which is busking amps what's the best busking amp what did i use what's my experience so i'll start off with just what i started playing with and that was the roland street cube which i found great and i want to say that i don't really think there is a bad busking amp i met a girl playing violin on monday and she had no amp so i let her use mine before i played so any amp would have been great for her any amp would have helped her do better because you could not hear her and she was at the top of Grafton Street so I'd also say that to buskers maybe if you meet someone that doesn't have an amplifier and you're playing after them maybe like if you can spare the battery you know mine's a powered amp as an internal battery and it lasts for like six hours so there was no fear of letting her use the amp for like 40 minutes and then me being able to play for another hour at that stage it was my last set of the day too so little side note but maybe show compassion and you know maybe if someone does have a pretty lower budget amp and they're not making an impact maybe let them try yours and see if it's worth the investment for them see if they can do better with a better amp or does it make any difference for them you know what i mean mr dave owens was always great to me he would always give me advice on amplifiers and he always offered oh you can try out mine before you um invest heavily in a new amp which I, I never got around to actually taking him up on. I, th I think I've sang to his amp once, actually. Not sure. But when you're friendly with people and they're, they do that for you, that's why I give that back now because he was so kind to me and so many of the other buskers were so lovely to me. So I like to maybe be nice to new people on the scene. Kindness is better than this competition. Oh, get away, you're taking my space. That mindset, don't like it. Yeah, I think the Street Cube is a great starting amp. I would advise anyone, if they're starting, go for it. I mean, it's pretty low budget. I think you can get them above 200. Is it 250 euro for the starting Street Cube now? I'm not too sure, but I would definitely advise anybody to try that out. Now we're going kind of towards the higher budget amps, which is spending anywhere between 500 euro to 1,100, 1,200. So the best amps I've heard... I'm going to go top three, okay? So I'm going to have the Cube EX at number three, the Roland Street Cube EX. It's the bigger version of like the Street Cube. I think at its top peak, it's got 50 watts. Pretty sure it's three channels. Someone might correct me on that, but I think you can 
managed to get three inputs on that amp. It's quite clear. It's got a good sound. I've heard people use them on Grafton Street and they do excellently. It's definitely a much higher spec than its little brother sister amp, the Street Cube. So that would be my number three. Has good reverbs. You can get two of them and link them up, which is great. So that's number three. Number two. So I'm going to have the Bose S1s and my amp, which is an Acoos Streetwood. Those are my number two, okay? The Bose S1s. You might be familiar with these. I've seen people use these at gigs lots of times. And you can get two of these and link them up as well. They can be a Bluetooth amp. So you can play like your music off it. Like DJs or whatever can use Bluetooth connection to get to it. Or from your phone, you can connect to them with Bluetooth. Got two inputs. It's got a rechargeable battery. Both got like a similar volume capacity. Um, I never really go as loud as I can with my amp. I don't think most people would go as loud as they can with their Bose S1s. Just, you won't need it. There's plenty of volume in it. I've used uh, my Acoos Streetwood at like day twos for weddings. I've used it at wedding ceremonies. There's a lovely reverbs on my Acoos. There's two inputs and an aux input. So if you want to have like your tracks playing through it and then have two more microphones, you can probably manage that. And I don't know, can I, that's maybe the fall down of the Acoos. I don't know if I can um, link it up to another one. I'm not sure, but I could definitely like have a small little mixer and use the output of that into two Acoos amps or whatever. And the Bose S1s, you can definitely mix and match between two and one speakers. I've seen um, Flute Loops in Dublin. He usually used two of them and it's the sound is incredible. And I think the the pros of like having two is you can have them at like a lower volume, but then have them covering different parts of the street. So, you know, it ultimately sounds bigger, sounds more stereo. So they'd be my number two for sure. I would, and like both those amps, and oh, sorry, I never mentioned price. So the Street EX, the Cube Street EX, that's about 500 to 600 euro. The Acoos now, I think is going between seven and 800 euro. And I'm pretty sure the, the Bose S1s are between six to 800 as well. So they've all kind of gone up in price. I suppose Busking has got more popular because of social media, because of TikTok. And we do see more people investing in these big amps. But yeah, my number two are the Q Streetwood and the Bose S1s. They're a great amp. If you have the money to invest in those immediately, I probably would. And I would probably just mess around. The Acoos, the mids aren't great. Like I tend to have to scoop out t tons of mid from uh, both my guitar and my vocals for sure. Like the mids on a vocal in that amp aren't good. But you can get a lovely sound out of them once you figure that out. So if you're starting to try mix your vocal on it, I would just scoop out a heap of mids. I'd pull my lows back to... 11 o'clock maybe maybe 10 even boost the highs tends to get a nice shine out of the vocals there guitar don't scoop out as much mids there but definitely a little bit i know that the eq on the bose s1s they've only got trebles and bass but it sounds great and the good thing about the s1 is you can actually put it in different positions depend like you can lean it back in different ways depending on how you want it to sound so that's always good Number one on the best busking amps you can get is the AER Compact 60. So whether that's the 
compact 60 with the built-in rechargeable battery or just a compact 60 and you use say a car battery or a tracer battery to power it i think they're all matched i know there's there's a ar dynamo as well i've seen two or three people use those but i think they're three grand to buy and obviously they sound huge they're a 200 watt amp but let's go on like what's kind of realistic for most people doing this full time the compact 60 is like for a vocal sound straight away and for clarity of volume like they're only 60 watts but my god do you get every bit of that 60 watts a lot of amps will be like oh a thousand watts with you know a 600 watt peak when you're buying pa systems so that means really it's a 600 watt amp but this the ar just they sound so good whatever way they've come put in the compressor for the vocal channels uh the reverbs and delays are gorgeous and the clarity you get from the uh guitar sound incredible so like i couldn't recommend those amps more they're 1100 quid to buy which is steep enough well maybe they're a grand 50 but you know you're talking by the time you get it to you about 1100 quid but honestly like if you've been doing well with a street cube or whatever you'll make that back and uh, i would say it's an unbelievable investment and like if you're going to invest now look there isn't a massive jump for the bose and the accuse to the uh to the AR, but you you get more volume and it's not as harsh on the ear that's my kind of comparison to those two i've used them both a fair bit and uh yeah i'd have to say it's 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 a better amp i think that's the biggest jump you can make for most people is to investing in that one but it's a lot of money so you know build yourself up to that if if that's what you're looking to do they're just they're a slick amp i can't recommend them more to be honest anyway that's kind of on the gear techie side of things i hope that gives you kind of an insight into what it does take to invest in this and i and again i'll go back and say look into how you're setting up before you look into changing your amplifier and blaming a bad amp for you not connecting well on the street often if you set up right and you know make yourself more of a shop front you can do far better than you have been doing so do look at that first and i hope you enjoyed listening in maybe this is more for the tech heads or the music gear heads this kind of podcast but i hope you did gain something from it all my social media check out dawn of music pop up on tiktok on instagram all that the busking podcast has an instagram page now and a tiktok page so we'll be posting podcast clips and just general interaction with music business stuff and busking stuff all the time Wheelands on the 3rd of november would love to see some of you there there are only 50 tickets as i said at the start of the show so please do check that out and if you want to come grab a ticket quickly because they're going to go fast yeah i've been donna you've been lovely peace well, i'll be making mine while you sit on